Hey everyone, I'm James. I'm the pastor of the Freedom Moravian Church, and this is The Essentials, a little podcast that I made for us to explore our faith a little bit further, to share our life experiences, and to lift up and celebrate the good news and hope that we find out there in the world. So recently I went and made the big grocery shopping trip. After Allie and I came back from camp, we kind of survived on crumbs here at our house and we finally caved and realized we do need to go buy some food. So I went and did the big grocery shopping trip. But it's funny that after all that time walking through the grocery store, waiting in line, checking out, and then Imagining getting home and putting all of the food away where it belongs. Through that whole process, there's nothing that sounds better than grabbing fast food on your way home. It's the irony of having all this food you just bought, but then being too tired to actually go home and cook it. That's actually exactly what I did. I'm at a disadvantage because the grocery store that I shop at has an Arby's in the parking lot. It has a Culver's across the street, so the temptation is real. And I caved and came home with bags and bags of groceries and a bag from Culver's as well. And it reminded me of a goal I had in the beginning of the year. My New Year's resolution to start 2023 was to not eat any fast food. I had a lot of fast food in college and in seminary, and my family owned a Dairy Queen while I was growing up, so there was always a hot dog or a blizzard nearby, and my goal was to cut that habit, try and eat a little bit healthier. Figured my body would appreciate it as I keep running to not work through fast food as much. And I started the new year very well. I made it through January, I made it through February, things were going great. The one rule that Allie and I had was that if we were driving a long distance to see family or to do whatever, our one way to kind of cheat was if we wanted food on the way, we could stop, but it had to be at like a sub place, like a healthy version of fast food. And we were doing very well, but What happened to me this past week was my first slip. I had done the big grocery trip and the thought of a Butterburger was just too good and I grabbed one on the way home. And that was the beginning of a slippery slope back into my old habits of getting fast food from time to time, totally ignoring the goal I had at the start of the year. started as this wonderful idea, this new hope, uh, this change in my routine faded away, and now I am back right where I started, as if I never had that goal in the first place. And I think that happens to us a lot in life, not even necessarily for New Year's resolutions, but we have these goals in mind, these changes that we want to make, Maybe we want to eat healthier or to exercise more, to spend more time with certain people that we love. And 
as we make the decision that this is what we're going to do, things go really well. We're excited. We're energized to be tackling this new path. But eventually, as time goes on, you slip up a little, you revert to old habits. And in many cases, that once amazing goal has totally disappeared and we are right back where we started. What began as the sense of renewal and vigor and energy disappears after some time comes along. And I was thinking about those goals that we have that fade away because I was reminded of the Moravian Church in our spiritual renewal. It's something that we celebrate on August 13th because it took place in August 13th of 1727. And this was a time when the church made a decision to do something new. It found a new purpose and actually stuck with it. This one moment of great energy and renewal was something they actually were able to stick with and carry on into the future. So the Moravians back then were in Germany. They were in a place called Herrenhut. And their leader was a man by the name of Zinzendorf. But things weren't going very well for this community of Moravians. They were fighting. They were arguing. They just could not get along. And as their relationships were full of tension, as they couldn't stand one another, they were actually nearing a point where they were thinking about going their separate ways. This community of believers was at risk of collapsing altogether. But it was during a worship service that they felt an overwhelming sense of the Holy Spirit being present with them. And they felt a renewed sense of love for one another. Those arguments, those things that they were disagreeing on faded away and they started to see each other once again, as brothers and sisters, as people deserving love, they felt united by their love of Christ. And that became more important than those troubles and problems they were having with one another. And they were so overwhelmed by this new sense of connection to each other that they didn't want worship to end. They didn't want to part company to go back to their homes and have their evening meal. This community that was on the verge of saying goodbye to each other forever and never seeing each other again now couldn't stand the thought of leaving worship and being apart from one another. So Zinzendorf brought food to them so they could stay in worship. They could continue their prayer and their conversation they could continue this time together. And as they ate in that worship space, it's what we recall back to as the renewal of the practice of love feasts in our churches. From time to time, Arabian churches will pause in the middle of worship, bring in some either buns or cookies and something to drink, and we will stop worship so we can break bread with one another to share in conversation, 
to remember those Moravians back in the 1700s and the sense of unity they found during a very difficult time. It's also a great example of how Moravians can get through just about anything if you put some food in front of us. But this moment of renewal, this time that they were gathered together in worship, they were determined for it to not just be a moment. They wanted to truly be changed from this experience. Their sense of love for one another was so great, and their sense of connection with God was so strong that they didn't feel like it should be contained in Harrenhut, that the rest of the world should hear this story. So in the years that followed, this tiny Moravian community committed to sending missionaries across the entire globe. Following this moment of renewal, they would be a part of one of the most ambitious and effective mission movements that the world has ever seen. And it was all because they had this moment of renewal. They had this fresh sense of purpose and commitment to their walk with God. And they did something with it. It wasn't just a moment that they looked back on fondly. They weren't willing to let this momentum and this energy slowly fade away. They were all in and wanted to make this a true part of who they are. As I think of the renewal the Moravians went through in the 1700s, how their purpose was changed, how they decided to do something different and stuck with it, how they continued and committed to this purpose that they had found. I'm wondering about a sense of renewal within our church today. Because it feels like churches are kind of at a turning point as congregations are getting smaller, decisions need to be made, there's encouragement to be bold and creative, to find the voice of the church in a way that can reach younger generations as well. And sometimes there are wonderful ideas that come up. Sometimes there are great plans that are thought of, and they're wonderful at first. They get a lot of attention and a lot of support. But as the commitment needs to continue, as the challenges go on with Seeking this new purpose, energy can fade away. Just like those New Year's resolutions, they sound so wonderful at the start, but it's so easy to fall back into old habits, to return to what's comfortable instead of risk the unknown. Now, I was thinking back to our time at Synod this summer and how from our church and society committee especially, there were so many resolutions that helped our church speak to the modern issues of our world. Speak to them by bringing the voice of Jesus to them, to do so in a bold and compassionate way, 
to give us insight on how to address these topics that have divided our country so fiercely. And from that moment in Synod, from our time together voting to support these various causes and to speak to these various issues, it felt like a sense of renewal. It felt like we have found a voice. We have found a way to present our faith and deal with common issues in the world in a way that younger generations might take notice of. They might be surprised that churches are willing to address these issues or have views that maybe they assume churches wouldn't have. I think a lot of what came out from Synod would speak well to people who are curious about the church but don't know how they interact with the world today, that they might assume the church is out of touch and out of date. And what we were doing at Synod, what we agreed to support, could not be more opposite than that. We're very current and very involved, very dedicated to tackling the issues of our world today. But from that moment at Synod, it needs to become a true path that we follow. We might bring back our reports from Synod and share the various things we want to work on and then slowly stop talking about them. We might let them slowly fade away because they're difficult issues to address. They require lots of energy, lots of effort, and they bring tough conversations. And as we speak about these things more and more, some fatigue can set in. People might get tired of talking about these things. So as we offer what we've decided to work on from Synod, as we share the direction we feel like the church needs to go to have a strong and present future, we share those resolutions from Synod, and sometimes those movements fade away. Maybe not even fade away, but never even get a chance to get started. So I'm wondering if our church has the spirit, has the courage to dive all in with this sense of renewal. Not to say that it will be easy, not to say that there won't be challenges along the way, but it very much does feel like there is a sense of hope and direction. There is a new sense of energy. There's belief that our voice is relevant in the world. It's one that people would long to hear from Christian churches. It's just a matter of if we're willing to be bold enough to use our voice and to use it loudly, and more importantly, to continue to do so. To continue on when more and more difficult issues arise, when current events continue to polarize our country, to have the courage to tackle the issues time and time again so that people who are wondering what our church is up to will see very clearly where we stand, who we want to be, who we want to serve, 
and the love that we hope to provide. So I think we are at a point where some renewal is needed and that includes not just finding that voice, but having the courage to use it and deal with the challenges that will come along the way. So I pray for you as you seek renewal in your life in any shape or fashion for those changes you are hoping to make, for the decisions you have made and are hoping to stick to. Pray for endurance for you, that you might resist the temptation to fall back to what's comfortable and what's known for the sake of what is good and what is new and what provides hope and life to you. You can find out more about the church that I serve, the Freedom Moravian Church. You can check out our website. You can find us on Facebook. You can even worship with us on YouTube. And you can learn more about what Moravians around the world are up to by going to moravian.org. Thanks for listening to another episode. Be well. I will catch you next time.